The NFL is back, and so is Hard Knocks, with the Cleveland Browns edition starting right now. Seasons one, season 13, episode 1 and 2. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome into AfterBuzz Studios. It's another season. The NFL is back, and so is Hard Knocks on HBO. It's season 13. This time around, it's the Cleveland Browns, and we're talking episodes one and two. Right now, I'm your host. My name is Michael Rippey. And I am joined by two lovely people. How you guys doing? Yo, what up? Um, this is Evan. Uh, this is my girl TK. What's going on? <laughs> what up, TK? What's up? I'm like, damn, TK on the show. I'm like, what's up? I'll see. It's a hard knock show here. <laughs> Football is back, and we're recapping both episodes so far. So let's start right from the top of this season, which actually starts in the sports realm, not football-wise, but Cleveland, where we see the banner of LeBron James coming down to start the whole season of hard knocks. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that like that banner should always stay up forever. First okay, <laughs> like this, like the Michael Jordan statue taken down when he left Chicago. Nah, it's up there. It's still there because right. that's just Dan Gilbert's way of just like being petty and taking down the ban- dude. Ain't even put a jersey on the Lakers jersey on. He tearing down well, the, I mean, the banner. That that, but there's certain things like because he's gonna retire a calf. Just just leave it up there. Or build a statue, do one or the other, no matter to me. Build a statue or leave the banner up. You choose. Well, I mean, I, I think it's, it's it, they've done it before. They're just bitter. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just kind of one of those things. And, but do you think he's actually going to retire? I don't even want to get into basketball, but do you think they're actually going to allow him to retire there? Yeah, because Gilbert's not crazy. Because if LeBron's like, yeah, you're going to put my, he should have retired. He should be retiring his jersey like this opening night. Should already be retired. Yeah. The, the irony, we're talking hard knocks, we're talking LeBron James. But it is a Cleveland. changing of the guard, though, you know what it, I mean? It is a changing of the guard, and it's irony that they're bringing down the one championship that Cleveland has ever really had, mm-hmm. the thing that brings them the championship, and we're talking about the Cleveland Browns, who went 0-16 last season, and we're watching them this preseason get it going. Uh, just to f- familiarize everybody, the narrator of hard knocks on HBO, Liev Schreiber, does a great job. Um what do you guys think about the whole overall first episode before we get into details? Are you guys are you guys happy that Cleveland is the team? Would you rather see other teams, or what do you think? Yeah, I'm always intrigued to see a team that's like a you know down and out team. They they won one game in, in 32 games. They're one in 31. Like that's, Hugh Jackson, baby. <laughs> that's kind of an issue. And but Hugh and but I love Hugh though. Hugh's trying to change the culture. And, and you you see that immediately. Like he's trying to change a losing culture mm-hmm. in a losing state in a losing city. Like so, I'm like. I'm all about watching this. This, um, you know, I mean, this development underdog story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one something you definitely want to see, like an underdog story, because you want to see them make it. It almost makes you want to cheer for them to yes. make it, opposed to, I mean, the opposite. So hopefully, the opposite doesn't happen. Well, Evan, speaking of Hugh, he mentions uh, something called the cleanse, and we see that early in episode one, where he runs into Lake Erie because they ended up going zero and sixteen. You actually mentioned his record over two seasons with Cleveland, where he's got one win in thirty-two games, one in thirty-one. I think the best thing Hugh Jackson has done so far in Cleveland is be able to survive and keep his job, <laughs> which is impressive, right I there. Uh, they they knee jerk too quick with coaches, though. Coaches have all in, in all major sports are always been scapegoats, but at the end of the day, players got to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, so they're, they're like he's on the hot seat. I'm like, damn, like their first five games are crazy you know what i mean so like 
it's like for for a guy like you that's sitting around trying to change a culture, you have to give him time to change a culture. So he the, the Lake Erie thing was like the perfect example to show like I'm a man of my word. I say if we don't win a game, I'm gonna jump on Lake Erie. I was hoping he's waiting until the winter time though, but he was Yeah, that's why I was always getting excited. Yeah, he kinda got out of that one easy. Yeah. But the thing too with the players have to play, that these players are very experienced. They've been playing yeah. since they were like seven. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, you can give a coach enough time, but the coach should also has to know how to kind of zero in and figure out what's what's working and what's not working in order for them to make it. And the people who are not working, then they just need to go. I agree. Speaking of players got to play and experienced players and players that have to go, we'll get to that later, but there are a bunch of new players on this Cleveland Browns team, starting with the quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, Mm -hmm. who came over from Buffalo, and he's leading this new Cleveland Browns team. Alongside, we see their first uh, overall draft pick, Baker Mayfield, who will be his backup to start the quarterback, and also running back Nick Chubb. They profile Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield arriving in Cleveland in the airport, and you see the difference where one guy is getting a lot of uh, notoriety and people waiting for him, and almost nobody knows that Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. Oh, like nobody knows who Nick Chubb is. The guy's asking him next to him, well, you know, did you play college ball? (laughs) Yeah, see, the thing about it is I love football players. Football players are like, they're all like, you know, like Colin always says, like like football players are like bitter, like like failed basketball players. It's just because that's what they are, because like he's sitting there like offended because (laughs) no one knows who he is, but bro, you wear a helmet your whole life. Like, you, they don't know who you are. That's why they, you know, they know the Tom Brady's and they know Od- Odell because they have, like, these out these things they do. Yeah, they have this personality. So, like, don't get don't get offended. Let your play. I was get, oh, I don't even want to get political. But it's just annoying to me because it's like you assume he's a football player because <laughs> of what? Like, so you play, so, so you play football. So it's just, you know, it, it's kind of a catch-22. I just, I just kind of, it annoys when people just assume you play football because of whatever aspects um i just it, it it takes me back to oregon days i don't know anyways go on just, Shout out to oregon. Yeah. so we see, we see baker and nick going through the airport and they're arriving at camp one person that's not at camp on the cleveland browns to start is wide receiver josh gordon who has had numerous issues on and off the field throughout his entire career we find out early in episode one he won't be at camp do you guys think he'll appear at all on the show I I don't know if in the show, but I, I see him playing in the season. Um, I like the he's doing like a preemptive like treatment, kind of mm-hmm. like just to get himself together. Um, it's it's very tragic because Josh Gordon is a bigger, stronger, just as fast Odell Beckham. A lot of people don't know that is because he don't spend time on the field. Mm-hmm. Like everybody talk about Odell, he's bigger than Odell, he's stronger than Odell, he's just as fast as Odell, he's just as athletic as Odell. But Odell's on the field. Sounds yeah. like it's, it almost sounds like you're a man that lost to someone with Odell on the team in fantasy. Oh or something. God, no, no, I, no! I love Odell, but it's uh, like when they, when they compare him, like damn, that's that's man, that's mm-hmm. Josh right. Gordon, a better, version. Like a better version of him. Josh Gordon has a world of talent if he can just keep it uh, on the field without to. the off-field issues. That would be a nice thing to see. Do you, but do you think? And, and let us know what you guys think out there. Do you think that he possibly uh, preemptively didn't want to be a, appearing on the show? And so he, because we don't know the reason why he's not actually in camp. And it's apparently not where he's going to get suspended or something. He's just working on his own issues. Do you think he just didn't want the immediate attention or that that would have been a distraction? So he's kind of preemptively doing that. That's a fair point. That might be something because that's all they're going to do is probe him. And about like... How do you how are you, how are you feeling? Are you going to be able to stay, stay clean? You know, reporters, they probe. They try mm-hmm. to get those hot takes because you have you know, to. You have to. You know, that's job. part of your job. So, like, but and, and athletes, you know, I, like I said, I, I respect the young man that's saying that he needs help, though. You know, before, because I've, I've been following Josh forever, there was a time where Josh said he didn't, there's nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Now he's at the point where he feels he needs help. I said, that, that's a good sign when you admit you do have a problem. Some maturity. Yeah. yeah absolutely. 
Well, hopefully we will uh, see him on the field this season for Cleveland. Maybe, maybe not. Let us know if you think we'll see Josh Gordon in episodes three, four, or five. Who knows? But he, I mean, the way he alerted both uh, John Dorsey and Hugh Jackson was basically mm. he's communicating with via, via new phone, via mm. text. Um, that's kind of what we got going. Uh, other players that we see, uh, Carl Nassett we see in episode one. He's uh, apparently a financial wizard. He's teaching a financial class <laughs> tutorial uh, about compound interest, except I'm not sure he completely understands how compound interest works. He, he's basically talking. I like the idea how he's trying to inform everyone to keep your money and, and not let mm-hmm. it go, but I think the way he breaks it down isn't completely accurate. No, no. <laughs> what do you guys think? I mean, he's basically saying if you keep $100,000 in the bank, it's going to turn into like 64 yeah, Million banks, or banks would just would make money. Yeah. Just in like seven years, he was guaranteeing ten percent interest, which you can't guarantee that. Yeah. But I admire the fact that he's trying to be financially uh, oh, savvy. Oh, yeah. financial advisor is he needs to fire him. Yeah, uh, yeah, who, yeah, whoever he's yeah, hiring. I like that he's bringing up the topic. I yeah. just wish maybe he would say, "I'm bringing up the topic," and then bring someone in to talk well, about yeah. the topic. They do have people. They have summits. They have seminars. They, <laughs> yes, they do, do bring people in. They bring people in. Co- like if you went to a good college, they do bring yes. people in the college. Um, the unfortunate stuff is like you have the advice and some people take it and then some people don't take it and they don't realize they just should have took it yes. and then they don't have any money left to actually do something with 100%. it. 100%. So to listen to somebody in the same position as you, like you're all football players, you all have this massive amount of money, maybe you should kind of look to other folks who are actually been there retired football players, people who... The, I think the best pe- people are the ones who are like retired football players turned financial agents because they've been there. They've done it. And there are a lot of them out there. So, I mean, yeah, not... not. Or you talk best. to those people that have been successful with their money, like mm-hmm. former athletes, see what businesses they've bought. Like, it's okay to do that. It's yeah. okay to reach out and be like... Because football players are not like basketball players or like soccer players. Like, you're guaranteed bonus money or you're guaranteed... That's your money. Mm-hmm. Like, because... NFL has like wish contracts. They have fake contracts. They give you $100 million, but it's like $5 million guaranteed. Right, you know what I mean? Like, so like you're much. guaranteed money. You have to protect that mm-hmm. as much as you can because they say in the league you only get like three contracts. Yeah. Like your rookie contract, the one other contract, and your veteran contract. Like, and you in that, you you need to make your, your money in three mm-hmm. three separate times. So I, li- I just like that there's somebody trying to, yeah. trying to help these guys. And then you out. wait until you're 55 to get that retirement. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. yes. Speaking so of guaranteed contracts and guaranteed money, we actually see Baker Mayfield's signing his uh, contract and they speak to uh, his signing bonus which would be guaranteed and some of that and one of the things they note in that is that he can't go skydiving or if he was to get hurt in skydiving that that would affect his amount of money he received so a question for everyone out there and you guys would you go skydiving the, the thing no. is, no. Because okay. like, yeah, the, the homeboy said, oh, you can go skydiving. You just can't get hurt. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And if you go skydiving and something goes wrong, you're probably getting hurt. They're they're investing in you. You're um, a lot of money in you. You can't do certain things. Yeah. That's well, just, that's just it. it behooves it. Like, you're, you're only an athlete for a certain amount of time. Absolutely. So, guaranteed, you're not going to be 40 playing football. It's right. very rare. So, you can do all that stuff you want that, to do. Thank you. I'm glad somebody said that. Yeah. You know you, you know you don't play football until you're like 75 yeah, years old. It's you not, know you, and you're going to still be young. You because you can't play football for that long, so uh, you can do all that stuff. Like my my legs were literally insured when I was running track. Like, I couldn't do certain stuff, well and I was be. like a nobody. So just don't just don't do it. Don't buy the motorcycle. Like just you know. Just do four like, wheels and yes. just call it safe. Like Big Ben almost lost his career, like on a motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. and that's when he was in the early stages of his career as, as a Steeler. And I'm like, bro, like, and that was in his contract as well. Like, so it was this huge thing. I'm like, Big Ben, like, bro, you are gonna be done soon? Yeah, you ride a motorcycle all you want. <laughs> Lucky if you get ten. So Seriously, Baker, don't go skydiving. But he did actually have to buy an RV or rent one for <laughs> for a training camp, and they he says that in Cleveland, instead of having to maybe buy dinners and so forth, he had to buy an RV. We get a run through of the RV that. The 
the quarterbacks are going to hang out in uh, and what it looks like. And so it was almost like a, a little tour there of the RV. What would you think of that? Pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the poor, man, they got the poor four string in there. Yeah, it's, I'm like, like, it's like, why? Oh, when you probably just go to, you guys are in a nice hotel. Oh. Somebody blows up the bathroom, which always happens. No offense, guys, but that's just what you do. And it's a wrap for the RV. So well, the RV worker showed us how to actually I'm like, clean stop. that area. I'm like, yeah, no. but yeah. who's cleaning it, and that's, how often are they cleaning it? I gotta have a guy for that. I gotta yeah. have a guy. If you guys have the answers out there to TK's questions, please let us Ain't know. Ain't nobody trying to do that. Finally, a sad moment towards the end of the episode one, where Hugh finds out that his mother's passed away, and that follows up maybe a week after his brother had passed mm-hmm. away. Uh, what do you think about the way he took it? Hugh, Hugh with, with his mother, he had an um, idea. It was only a matter of time. You can see the way he was talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the brother. But the, the, the time, the space was shocking to him. You've seen him. He went through different ebbs and flows of his emotion. Mm-hmm. He, like, it's not a good thing. You can't, there's nothing you can say about someone losing their, their family. But mm-hmm. he had football at the time. He had his brothers. He had his, his friends, his colleagues. And he, and he actually has a job to do. Head coaching in the mm-hmm. NFL is the hardest coaching job there is. So it's, um, so I like the way he handled it as far as what was going on. I mean, it speaks to athletes, Mm -hmm. period. Like, whatever is going on outside, you leave it outside and you you play. And, you know, that's what you have to do. And you see him break down in in, uh, the other episode. And it's just kind of like they they said you you can have that moment, but you can't use that moment to, like, use it for everything else. Well, like, my mother died and I can't do this. Like, nah, you, you have a job to do. And if you don't want to do it, we can find somebody else. Set, yeah. his, so, set an example. Like, yeah. say, he's demanding all these things from these players. He's he's expecting these players to make all these sacrifices. So he's leading by example. I'm yeah. telling you, he's the right man for the job. I just hope they let, they, they let him keep they his listen. job. <laughs> <laughs> he's the right guy. And so a good way to probably wrap up uh, episode one in the recap would be what we learned from Jarvis Landry throughout the episode. Is he likes to tell everyone, say, bless him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so bless uh, Hugh. And any final thoughts on episode one before we move to episode two? I like I like I like the the clip of Jarvis. Um, he was, he's always one of my favorite players. He um, it's good that he's in a different environment because uh, you know Miami is as fly as Miami is, man. Football wise, they just that's where things go to die. Mm-hmm. They ain't been popping since Dan Marino, man. They ain't been popping since Ace Ventura and Dan Marino. Like <laughs> yeah, that's the last time they was popping. So like I like to see Jarvis um, looking looking real crisp, looking real crisp on that field because Cleveland is just it's uh, it's just not my one of my favorite cities. Sorry, sorry, Cleveland. Cleveland's just. Right, that's so you just gross. Miami and Cleveland wow. both. Just wow, one you shot. Said gross. You just took Miami and Cleveland yeah. out in one shot. Well, well you guys are you guys, you guys are all watching the after was after shows, not just our show, and subscribing and liking. And this is a good time before we start episode two to uh, keep you informed on this, right? Oh uh, yeah, shout out to Cleveland. I love y'all, man. For real. but like the after <laughs> sure buzzers, do. I do. I love y'all. <laughs> after buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all our favorite TV shows from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But now we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't be because they are optional. So please hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Shout out to Johan Pena. What up, boy? You have to let him know to watch now. (laughs) (laughs) Probably ain't watching. What up, boy? He watches everything else. (laughs) All right. That was great. Uh, Episode two, which we just got finished watching, starts with Corey Coleman. And pretty much the last we see of Corey Coleman, we see he has a pretty serious uh, sneaker collection, correct? Good riddance to bad rubbish. 
Is wow. what I said. Yeah, I gotta go in there. Trade me. Go trade me. Oh, I most certainly will. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes into Hughes' office and he says, if, if you don't want to play me, why won't you all just trade me? And then uh, proceeded to get traded to the Buffalo Bills for a seventh-round pick in 2020. Mm. Certainly. Uh, I will trade you. Certainly. So he was traded. Uh, and corresponding with Corey Coleman's trade, uh, another wide receiver, Antonio Callaway, who is a rookie, is promoted to the first team. And we uh, learn a lot about him in this episode, starting with his run-in uh, overnight where he gets uh, pulled over by the the cops and apparently uh, gets, uh, I don't know if it's arrested or a citation for... Citation. for yeah, not even for that. Having, Just a warning. Yeah. I guess for having a suspended license and uh, some possession of marijuana. But the more interesting part is how... Uh, just kind of like he, when he's back at practice the next day. He hasn't told anyone, but it seems like the coaches are asking him they could tell something's up, and he doesn't want to share the information. It's interesting to know that the, the coaches, it makes you feel like they had their hand on the team because both uh, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, both kind of, when talking to him, like, what's up, man? How you doing? It seemed like you know something was going on. What do you guys think about that? I think I think either they knew or, and they were trying to give him a moment to become clean or they were just literally just seen as body language. Mm-hmm. It was one or the other. Like, But either it, way, like that was, your, that was like your come to Jesus moment that yeah. you should have took. It was definitely body language for sure and it's just one of those things where um it's unfortunate with athletes that if they're if they're so good in school elementary school high school etc that they're treated a certain way and certain aspects of hey just tell me the truth and we'll take care of it those stuff some of them just don't learn because you could see it in his body language one of the coaches says like you have a puppy dog face like he's visibly kind of showing it absolutely and there's his chance to say hey coach this is what happened because you know it's either the fact that he's going to get fired for that is not going not going to happen at this moment. No. There are players who do several things far worse. So it's just like he had that opportunity, he didn't. Well, I, I, I would I would say he's not going to get fired and won't get let go right away because he's talented. And usually the talent outweighs the right. issues. If he wasn't talented and that happened, he'd be out the he'd door. Right? But he's a rookie, so he's young. So he has, you know, he he's, can do some growing. And we actually see in the episode how uh, he stands up in front of the team and eventually apologizes to the team, which mm-hmm. is, a you know, he, it's a good moment to, to show that, you know, he doesn't want to let it go. And Hugh Jackson actually mentions, you know, everyone gets one mulligan, which I, I find to be kind of not true. If you're good, you probably get multiple mulligans. If you're not good, you probably don't get any. But I like the, the message. He's trying to say, I got your back to the team. Mm-hmm. I'm standing up for you guys. But, you know, talk to me. Use, yeah. Utilize me. Yeah, we'll see, man. I don't know, man. Because he's pretty. I think he, he's all about business, man. I'm telling you, he traded that guy in a second. He's yeah. one of those. Hughes, he and, and with the young man, like fourth round talent, because just because of shenanigans. But he's a first round talent. He mm-hmm. is, and it's. I just like that. Like I said, Hughes trying to change the culture. He wants the people to be held accountable. He was like, like the young man that got traded. He was trying to let him know, like, bro, that you, we were, we put you on second team because you, you, you were dragging ass. Mm-hmm. Period. Like these, these, a lot of these athletes are sensitive, man. That didn't mean you gonna stay on second team. It was a week, wasn't it? Like you, there's, there's like, there's only 27 like wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. There's only 310 players in the Hall of Fame. 27 wide receivers. Like you will get traded. You will get cut. They really don't need you. Yeah, but if somebody's if somebody if they're used to people uh, coddling them for their whole career. That's exactly what that was though. Yeah. He's like, what, what, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like you in the so. big league, brother. You young man, he's young. That was just, that was just a little, like little. You know, time out. <laughs> I hate when you say they're young because if ah, they, in this ish, in this thing, true. if they were to do it somewhere else, um, anywhere else, in any other form of business, there would be an issue. I agree. That's so, why I say good riddance. I hate when they say right. you know people are young. It's like okay, you like you said, you have this one mulligan, but the whole point of it is just come and tell me the truth yeah. Yeah. because if we have to find out. 
then that's a whole other issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's. I guess he's only young when you're talking football terms. But yeah. For you know, he's an adult. He's he and he is, and he's a young man. Like I said, yeah. I wouldn't get that fast. TK wouldn't get that fast. You wouldn't get that fast. Yeah, so right. I so it's so I know it's, it's it's a harsh little thing though. But I'm saying like, bro, like we we will get whatever we can get out of you. Seventh round pick, and with Callaway, he's a he's a talent man. That's one of those guys that could be a breakout star. If this, but it's going to cost him. The league is tough. Mm-hmm. He's going to get suspended, maybe a couple games, and it's going to set him back a little bit. But they, if they have faith in him and they hang on with him, then he could. I'm telling you, he's one of them Train special special it. players. Yeah, but he's going to he's going to serve some time. And we'll talk a little bit more about Callaway in, in, a, in a few minutes. I want to move over to some other of the young players, such as uh, a first round draft pick from uh, last season, and that's tight end David Njoku from Miami. He. Uh, He's got an interesting way of uh, handling football where when he's not on the field, he likes his, his privacy mm-hmm. and uh, meditation. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, different strokes for different folks. I mm-hmm. had to do that. I'm not about that. Not about it, that. Just, it just depends. Like everybody, I, I love the fact that he found a way to center himself because a lot of athletes tend not to find their way until it's too late. So it's like, look, I need this kind of space in order to concentrate or to take away my, take myself away from football and then come back and be aggressive. So whatever works for you. For me, uh, didn't get it. I'm not about that. Not you either. And it's, it's one of those things like it's, it's different strokes for different folks. Just like you said, like that's that's how he gets in the zone. You know, I know some players that that did, did ballet. You know, mm-hmm. that did yoga. That do certain things that get them. In their in their space, like if that gets you in your space, whatever centers you, yeah, 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 hit yeah. some people, then do it. Do you? Let us know out there what you think about David Njoku and his meditation. But I was gonna say when I was watching originally that maybe the meditation wasn't so good because he wasn't able to catch any of the balls in practice. <laughs> he actually had to stay after or stay long and do thirty balls from the the machine, machine uh, the jug right. machine. Uh, and then he shows up pretty well in the preseason game, which we'll get to shortly. But let's talk about the, the, the backup tight end who we uh, we learned a little bit about in episode two, Devin Kajust. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a whistle with his uh, with his pops, yes. which was interesting. And we learned more about his pops in the whole scenario. And I thought it was a touching moment because, uh, you know, his pops says, he, you know, called him. He said he needed him and he was on the first flight there. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that they have a special bond. And that, that was a touching moment, I think, of the episode. What do you think? Yeah, they're, be- they're best friends, like real best friends. And it's like one of those. He's a, he's like the journeyman journeyman tight end. He he you can tell he has a little bit of trouble. Like he's a second team guy. Like mm-hmm. those, the, uh, hard knock shows you that side of a person, and you're and you're pulling for the guy. Like you 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 find yourself like, damn, I want him to get some playing time. You know what I mean? I want Are him to get. On, I want, oh, he's 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 a, you know what I mean? he's, a, he's a sweetheart. You know what I mean? Yeah, just because you're <laughs> sweet. Well, this is the thing, and and um, far be it for me to tell you to quit. Yeah. Right. But it's one of those things where if you're a journeyman, you're going, you're you're kind of like on the cusp. Then one day you're no longer going to be part of the team. And then you've been essentially focusing on, you know, being a part of a team. And now what do you do now? It just feels like he hasn't focused on what's the next step after this whole football thing, because it doesn't look like it's going to last for him for too long. It's very rare. Like I've, I've seen certain stories where it's like, oh yeah, they're dreaming and then they make it. And then they're with this team for a couple of years. But it's just one of those things where I just don't get that feeling from him. I love the whole relationship between us, between the father. I know in, um, I believe it's in Mexican culture where they do the whistle thing. They had this whole thing on the radio show where, like it means certain things, yeah. Um, but they're going. They're, they're probably. They're probably going to cut them. Um, yeah. That's just how they do, though. And that's the. That's the harsh reality of football. Uh, like 50, 52, 53 man roster. Like they're going to cut some people because they, they they can bring in different linemen. They can bring in another running back. They can bring in another. You know what I mean? So like like if you have to be really outstanding mm-hmm. 
to be in like in that depth chart, you know. And it's like, but like I said, I'm always pulling for a guy that's trying to pursue his dreams. But football's tough, man. It's yeah. the NFL. It's like too nice. One, yeah. Thing, yeah. one thing I'm curious about with David Kajustin, I want you guys to let us know out there in the live co- chat or the comments at any point. And what do you think? He's grunting a lot. Is he in pain or is that yeah. just the natural? I hope he's not. No, they said he had a shoulder, a, a shoulder, not an injury. Because we but... see consistent clips in in the episode where he's <laughs> he's got like grunting and he's. Good. Yeah, yeah, when you're dealing with any type of, of, of pain where it's like a six or above, anything that you do is going to hurt. Yeah. But it's not so bad where you can't work out. And they did mention that he had like some type of shoulder strain or something like that. So he's getting hit, hit every con- time. Every every time. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like... If that's week one and week two, that's trouble. Yeah, yeah it's big time, pretty much. big time trouble. But if it gets him through, the grunting sometimes, depending on what you do, and you you trying to squat 315, that grunt helps you get it back up. So, Well, speaking of other issues, we see Carl again. And Carl says in episode two that he's getting dumber. Hopefully he's not still teaching financial <laughs> classes. Uh, so he said he noticed that he needed to start reading. Uh, and that's our Carl Nassib story. He's uh, a funny dude, though. He is, though. Yeah, I know what he means. He's, 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 he's probably, like, hearing conversation. He doesn't understand. He's like, wait a minute, I don't, I'm not picking this I up. Think that's I can read a little bit. I think that's everybody. No, that's what yeah. When he said it, I was like, man, that's so true. Like, you figure, like, you got to wait. I got to start reading If again. you just surf through Twitter to get your news and you're not reading a book. Yeah, that's a problem. Like anything, that's a, it's, a, it's a problem. It's not going to build well. I love his honesty. He's like, yeah, I like his candor, though. He's honest. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun and funny and maybe not funny, we see Todd Haley mocking the names of uh, multiple players like Carl and also Brogan and uh, kid nicknames. What do you think about Todd Haley in that moment? What, what I finally gathered from that is because like Todd Haley, he's like he's he, he rubs a lot of players the wrong way. He um him and Ben like didn't like each other. They kept acting like they didn't. Ben Ben Roethlisberger. So and it's so crazy. Like when you see certain now you see why though. Mm-hmm. See that would piss me off too as a as a, as a former like basketball player. I I would go crazy. Like legitimately, I'll, I'll be like, man, you need to chill out, man. Like Todd Haley can't be that bad, that or that. And then I see that stuff he does every episode. He's doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's walking yeah. up and down. Nah, I'm telling you, players are like, we we don't like that shit. I mean, <laughs> we just don't. Speaking like of it. a person who, who has a very sarcastic personality, I mean, I don't think he means it in any type of malice. That's just kind of his personality. Oh, I agree. And I get and I get how you might feel that way. But at the end of the day, like your job is to play. So if that bothers you. And that has nothing to do with you playing on the field. Then, like, you have a couple options. But uh, and yeah. the, the option is like he's still the coach. I hundred so. percent agree. But that's why Todd Haley bounces around and places, though. Mm-hmm. See, but that I, I I'm telling you, I agree mm-hmm. with you. But I I understand where Ben's coming from. Yeah. Like that but nobody's is a probably little, told him. It's a, it's a little excessive. Yeah. Like even when he's in the, you know, remember when he's in the conference room talking to Hugh Jackson? You you don't you don't get to do that. <laughs> Todd Haley, you don't get the and you see what Hugh said. Hugh said, "Yeah, that's uh huh." But this is my show. When you run a show, you can do whatever you want. See that that even made him upset. So mm-hmm. it was like, I get it though, because Todd Haley's an offensive genius. That mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns cl- offense is going to be clicking this year. But you got so you have to. T- yeah, it's like a. It's a. It's what do you want to take? It's a nobody's take. told him, so he probably oh, has no. no idea. Oh God, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, speaking of of what Todd has done and said to to people and coaches, I want to skip ahead. I want to talk about the preseason game now. And one moment that in the game was, you know, Antonio Callaway has a, a – he plays the whole game. Punishment, I guess, on Cleveland is mm-hmm. that you don't sit out. You actually play every snap, which mm-hmm. is an interesting way to look at punishment. I'm not sure if it is or not, but <laughs> you guys can decide. Uh, definitely work him into shape. Uh, and, and he actually shows up. I mean, he scores a touchdown. He mm-hmm. looks good. Uh, Baker Mayfield looks good. Uh, Tyrod Taylor looks good. The, D- David Njoku can't catch the ball in practice, but he scores two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And, and the Browns look good in the preseason game. Uh, Todd Haley on the sidelines tells Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, he got to keep Antonio Callaway and, you know, get him under your wing. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't even live at your house. And 
I thought it was interesting. Jarvis's like look and response was just like, "What? Like no chance? Like mm. you know, like I'll take care of him, but that's crazy." Like asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting moment. Jarvis was just silent in that moment when Todd Haley asked him. But you just see a lot of Todd Haley, and uh, you know, you're talking about his in- interactions, I guess, in the past with ben- Big Ben and in Kansas City and whatnot. Um, you know, so I guess it'll be interesting to see this season of uh, not just Hard Knocks, but the season for the Cleveland Browns, how he handles it. He'll definitely be, if they let go of Hugh, he's the first one they'll tap, though. He'll be the next head coach of the Browns. If Hugh gets fired, they'll, they'll tap him immediately. He is, I'm telling you, he's an offensive genius. He really is, though. But like, he, ben, ben over walking around pouting, but he was his, he ain't never hit through for more yards when they went to Haley, though. Like, he get he gets that, they're going to be rolling this year. I don't know if they're going to win, but they're going to be rolling. But if he does, I mean, hopefully Hugh doesn't leave, leave his job, but, or doesn't, doesn't get let go. But if he does get that position, like, how is he going to, Rub not so he's just rubbing his players now the whole team overall you, like so let's just hope Q does what he he is sarcastic I'm tell I get it though but like you see the players get so they're all like uncomfortable with Todd Terrell yeah they, you don't know what's coming it's true so Cleveland they, they played the Giants they won twenty to ten they they look good I mean obviously the highlights cut it look to make it look even better mm-hmm. uh, but you see a good sideline uh, interactions you yeah. see I mean Baker looks good um, I think that's that's for me what I like most about Hard Knocks is that that intimate you really see kind of a behind the scenes that si- that that action really brings you in and the production value that HBO uh, is able to put on is tremendous awesome. no matter the team and and who's actually in it they always are able to do that um, any thoughts on episode two I want to ask you guys some questions in general oh shoot <laughs> um, fair enough. So, uh, so we've been watching now two episodes of Cleveland, and what are we thinking as far as we've we've gone over their record? They they've won one time in the last two seasons. What do you feel like this season so far with the new players, with the behind the scenes appearance? Do you think they're in line to make a big jump? Do you think it's going to be another season where they're going to you know struggle to win games? Will they win any games? What are we looking at? Oh no, man! I'm telling you, looking at the first man: Steelers, Saints, Jets, Raiders, Ravens, Chargers. Uh, they, it's tough. The Steelers and the Saints, they can already start out 0-2, though. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not seeing them beating the Jets. They're not seeing them beating the Raiders. So they, so they can be like 2-2 two and two in four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this going to be tough, man. I don't, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm just worried about Tyrod, man. I'm pulling, for a, I'm pulling for a guy that is, he's my kind of quarterback, the, the, the first guy in, last guy to leave. Um, everyone's, everyone's joking around, and Tyrod's like, we gotta work. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. There's something about that that I like because I'm sure he, I'm sure he jokes around when he's all, in all right. season. But I, there's something about that all Ben's guy, and the media is already setting this guy to lose his job, mm-hmm. and they're already trying to get him to take his job. So like, it's not going to take long for them to bring Baker in. So that that can distract this team when you're not when you don't know who's going to be your quarterback. So I, all my thoughts are, I just I just want him to go like four and zero right at the gate. Mm-hmm. And just and just silence all that nonsense. And they'd be like, "Okay, wait a minute, there is no quarterback controversy." So you, <laughs> you think that the Cleveland Browns, who went one in thirty-one, may possibly go four and zero to start? I, I would love it. They're not. They're not. They're not though. Could they go two and zero? They're not beating the Saints. Okay, they're just not going to be. Yeah, really just, just, one of those teams, the Steelers or the Saints, that's going to be tough. Yeah, man. it really just depends what they do after the first loss. Yeah, because that will dictate the rest of the season. Exactly. If if after the first loss, they still rally together, then they might have a, a good season. But at the first loss, they kind of fall apart. Then it's just a wrap. Yeah, if they beat the Steelers, that will set this thing up to be amazing. Especially if Tyrod shows out, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that's their that's their first win against the Steelers." Like. What? <laughs> After the first two episodes of the show, do you think that you have a better thought process or better thoughts on Cleveland this season or worse, just from what you've seen? 
It's interesting. They have they 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 have a little they have their like dysfunctions. Um, I just seen today, um, in, in practice. Yeah, it was a big fight. But I like that kind of stuff though. You got to know the culture of football though. That mm-hmm. stuff is good though. It is, man. Like it's not like any other sport, man. Like they need that's because at least they mean they care. It's yeah. practice. Mm-hmm. You getting mad in practice? That's that's good. Like you know what I mean? At least this DB is hungry. At least Jarvis is hungry. Like that's all I care about. So like if they can translate it, who knows? But that's good in practice, man. You want you don't want everybody walking around like oh 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 boy, you know what I mean? It's cute. It's cute star. Yeah, you listen to what yeah, your dad you is like. But you need some grown men in there hitting people in the mouth. Yeah. Towards the end of the episode today, episode two, they talk about Cleveland and a possibility of Des Bryant coming in. What do you think about that? Need him. They need him. They need him because you don't know when Josh is coming back. If he's coming back. Josh need to get together, man. Because for all of Dez's problems that he had earlier in his career, he's been like a model citizen for years. When they put him on that program and Jerry took him under his wing, like Dez doesn't, Dez is just emotional on the sidelines. Like they need, man, they need talent, man. Everyone, like, what about that? Like, Dez needs to get there because I know he ain't going to be missing games. (laughs) <laughs> He's not going to be missing games for substance abuse. Yeah, I think with the with the season two, it really with, with every season of a Hard Knocks, they really the shout out to the editors and the producers how they put it together. Seriously. They they show that these are just not athletes. They're people. They have families. They do all that. Like there's a, so much more than just being an athlete, yes. and um, which is you know what is needed. Um, at the moment so it's just right. kind of like it's nice to see beyond the losing streak that they're actually trying they're putting in the work absolutely and you know if you're booing or you hate the team or you dislike the team is like you also have to realize that these people are are people and they they have something beyond their job and, and shout out to the producers and editors on the production value what do you think of so far of the music in in this season's they do a good job though. Yeah. It's like this. I've heard, you know, two chains, Eminem. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of good music. It's, you I know, we're in a different different time. You know, you got to get the younger people to watch, and you have to like even Todd Haley's picking. He's picking art like Lil Wayne. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean? I so, saw like, that. so like you, you, he, they, they know their personnel. They know they got. Listen, they got a lot of brothers on the team. Let's just be honest, man. They got a lot of brothers it's on the most team. Teams. No, listen, <laughs> they ain't no NFL without brothers, man. Yeah. So like. <laughs> <laughs> but like so, so they so these coaches have learned a long time the ago. They have to do there's a, there's a culture there, and they mm-hmm. have to adhere to that culture. Hard knocks is the same thing. I let's be honest, man. Like that that's who's in the league. That's who runs the league. I mean, they do it. Period. I mean, I was I, I train at Burbank High School, and while they're doing their training, I'm like doing my track workouts. They're playing hip hop. Yeah. So it's just like. I mean, it's again, it's part of the culture. I remember when I was at Oregon, there were some issues as far as music, and you know, you get a little bit of your country, like. Five percent. I'm sure. And then you play the hip hop and call it a day. We're gonna get into predictions. I have one final question. Put your producer hat on, both of you, and tell me if it's not the Cleveland Browns starring in this season of Hard Knocks, who would you choose? I would like to see. I would like to see the Vikings because my uh, my guy Kirk Cousins, man, I'm I'm pulling for him. So I I want them to go to Super Bowl and win because they've been disrespecting my guy since he's been in Washington. I want this dude to win the Super Bowl on Super Bowl MVP. And I would, I would love to see that journey, man, because I love Kirk Cousins. Right, I mean, I mean, like, I, like I said, I'm from from the T dot. Uh, we are always pulling for the Bill, the Buffalo Bills. So, oh, that is y'all's team, huh? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, that's it's our own. That's the closest <laughs> team. That's our only team. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, that'd be it. I that's kind of cool. Argonauts for a second there. Well, I mean, CFL. I'm always rooting for yeah. the Argonauts. All right, so that was that was that's all I got for episode two. <laughs> but let's uh, let's do some predictions. Um. Uh, oh, you see, I'm listening. I've been here long enough, man. (laughs) I should know. (laughs) No, like I said, I I hope this the couple episodes coming up they got they get Dez in. 
I need Dez to get signed, man. And so, so are you predicting that, yes, he will get signed? Yes, we no? can stop pouting on Twitter, man. Like, I need him to stop pouting on Twitter and get in the training camp and work, burn off a little bit of them calories, get them, get them cuts in and, and, and contribute. Because if Callaway stays on and make Tyrod, get Tyrod a couple more times. I like this tight end, too. Mm-hmm. That, that young man, is he's something special. Joku? Yeah, he's a big, strong... I'm, listen, I got I got a couple fantasy breakouts going on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's just he, man. he seems like yeah, he has it together. Yeah, like on the field and like off the field, it's like he has like he, if something happens, he's not gonna be the one to like not tell you. No like he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna, whoever his mother is, yeah. or his parents are, or whoever raised him, yeah. they made sure that he had the the essentials on top of the skills. So my kudos kind, to them. My kind of football player, man. Yeah. Him, Tyrod, those kind of guys. Listen, it's like it's, it's okay to do the what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You always gotta be crazy and act the fool and be on be on TMZ. Shout out to TMZ. <laughs> I mean, negatively, I like the players that just come to work, bring their lunch pail and their hard hat, and and put in the job. Put well, work. well, I'm gonna predict that Cleveland will win its next preseason game as well. They're gonna be playing play. against your favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. That's gonna be interesting. And Corey mm-hmm. Coleman and Tyrod's old team, and mm-hmm. so there's some That's cool preseason storylines. <laughs> yeah. We will see more in episode three, and we will join you again. But let's tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Yeah, what up, TK? Uh, you can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Um, you know, just follow me for everything, radio shows, TV shows. I'm just <laughs> everywhere. That's just what I do. Oh, uh, Evan T. Mac, Instagram and Twitter. How at your boy. And I'm Michael Rip. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Hard Knocks. Ciao. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.